0: Well, hey listeners, it's Ray Hughes, lead pastor at The Foundry Church. Thanks for tuning in today. This week on our midweek conversation, I sit down with Pastor Luis Palomo, our Jones Road campus pastor. We just recently preached a message, the first message in the series called Ain't No Grave. We're looking at the ways God wants to walk us out of the graves in our life and our faith, out of doubt, out of shame, out of regret. Um, beyond the past and all the things we wish uh, there are many people in Scripture that walk that same journey and God leads them out of and through these things and so we hope you're encouraged by this series I want to remind you to click follow or subscribe so you get the newest content when it drops here on the podcast and also be sure to share this with anyone who you feel like might find it helpful okay so let's jump right into this week's conversation Well, hey, Luis. How's it going, Ray? It's great. (laughs) So we had our first sermon post-Easter, first Sunday after Easter. We jumped into this new series, Ain't No Grave. We're talking about how God walks us out of graves in life, how the Spirit invites us to live fully alive. The resurrection means that Jesus, it's not just about Jesus, but it's about what Jesus does for us in our lives and invites us to walk into. And so many people get trapped in different things. And one of the things we get trapped in are our doubts. We're looking at, we looked this week at Abraham and Sarah and how they trust God. And because of that, um, God uses them in a powerful way to bring his blessing to the whole world. And uh, that we find ourselves in that story. Um, And so there's this wrestling with between doubt and trust and faith. And when all the circumstances don't add up. And, you know, I think one of the things we talked about was how this message invites us to think of ourselves, even if we're believers, you know, doubt's not just about, doubt is, a doubter is not just someone who's wrestling with whether God exists. A a doubt, we're all, we all experience doubt in different ways that can hold us down. Even if we, have a walk with God, even if we've, you know, had this relationship with Christ and we believe in God, there are still seasons when we say, uh, you know, what is, what's, what's up? Where's God? You know, this is hard or this is challenging, or I thought God promised this. And, you know, there must've been times Abraham thought that, right? I mean, yeah. God promised and the circumstances didn't uh, really point to uh The fulfillment of that promise. So, what about doubting Christians? What is that? Is that a...
1: Well, as, as I look at doubt just in general, I think doubt hits us all, whether you believe in God or not. This isn't just a Christian problem. But I think when we're, I think there's something within us that looks for certainty, that looks for security. And when we're, when we're bound with by only what we can see. I think that we really struggle to find that certainty because it's we know how frail it really is. Whether it's in our abilities, our strength, our money, our wealth, our political system, you realize how frail it really is and you begin to either doubt yourself. You don't have to be a Christian to doubt yourself. I think you begin to doubt those in authority. You begin to doubt those who say they love you because they're not meeting expectations. And I think doubt has to do a lot with the alignment of expectations. And and it's in that challenge. So I can doubt whether God is real or not. And whether I know God is real, that's not my doubt anymore. Now I'm going to doubt whether or not he's going to fulfill his word. Mm. And for Abraham, even at the end of the day, he never saw the promise fully fulfilled in his lifetime. Because I believe the tests that come our way are always greater than ourselves. Mm-hmm. If if the tests are only for our
0: benefit, then they, were, they aren't really tests, right? What's the difference? So we talked a little bit about a test versus a trap. Yeah, that God does allow tests to come our way, um, and they're but they're always for our benefit. For our God's desire is always good for us and for the world. yeah, It's not a self-centered, like God's will revolves around me, but God wants us to be a part of his good world that he desires the world to be. And we're active participants with him in that. And so, but we also know we have an enemy who tries to trip us up and trap us. And sometimes those things can feel the same well I maybe. think at the
1: at the underneath it there is a a level of deceit that comes either through because of brokenness because of sin in the world either in our flesh um, in the world or by the devil himself mm-hmm. and I think doubt comes in when I choose to listen to whatever lie that may be versus God's word the truth-hmm and when you're in something, when you're going through something, and God says, A, and you're wondering, well, maybe it's B, C, or D, maybe. I think those, the questions are okay to wonder. It's how, where we rely our strength, where we get our strength from. Where we turn with the questions maybe. and Yeah, because I mean, the same thing can be a test or a trap. Mm-hmm. Know that which Satan will. You want to use for evil. God will use for good. The temptation, you know, the trap is: I'm going to follow Satan's words or the lies that I've believed, whatever that may be. Whether it's my own way of doing things, or am I going to trust God over what I can see? Which I was even
0: most of the time. The enemy's trap has to do with not trusting God right? Questioning God's in the, we just did that. You know, we just talked about that through the Lent series and the temptation in the wilderness for Jesus was a questioning of, did God really say that's in the garden too with Adam and Eve? Did God really say questioning God? And, uh, you know, Abra, Abraham and Sarah um, talk about like, there's this there's this thing that people have always said. I've had many questions about God when we were studying the Bible about God remembering, like there's this theme in the Bible about us remembering God and God remembering, it says God remembered Noah. It says God remembered Abraham. Uh, It says God remembered his people um, in in Egypt and Moses sent a, a deliverer for them. Does God forget? Like what's the deal with that? I think the idea
1: is of remembering is that it comes with an action. Mm -hmm. So if I were to remember your birthday, it's not like, oh, it's Ray's birthday. I'm like, that's cool. Which, by the way, it's not Ray's birthday. You're listening to this. But But yours is
0: coming soon. That's right. I remembered, so I get credit for that. But remembering
1: (laughs) by itself as a cognitive exercise doesn't mean squat. Right. And I think that's what the Hebrew word is trying to denotes a little bit. That if you actually remembered my birthday, you'd take me to a baseball game with you. Well so you'd buy me something well, nice. Or, maybe I will. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> like you would do something because the remembering, the recalling of that person will then compel you to an action. Right. So when you're like, when you remember someone, it's not just like, oh, fond memories and warm fuzzies inside. Is that like every time God remembered Came with a fulfillment of right something. afterwards, too. Like, yeah, there was an yeah. action and God remembered and God delivered. God, God remembered, it's and God really healed. kind of
0: like a pattern in scripture. It, I think the original readers, when they saw I re, that God remembered, that, that it was like a, it was supposed to alert them, God's about to do something really important. Right I
1: mean, the psalmist cries out to God for God to remember. In other words, it's not that he's forgotten, it's that God, I need you to take action here and now. Yeah. And I think that's the God we we pray
0: to. That's the God that we doubt. Right, He's a God of action. So there's a a one of the wake up call. I know we've talked about, and JD's been on here before on the on the podcast. And JD JD Walt does uh, the seedbed wake up call. Mm-hmm. It's a daily devotional that we recommend. Uh, there was one several years ago, and and um, my memory's a little fuzzy, but he talks about his son David. Um, running in the kitchen, I think one day and saying, "Dad, Dad, I rememberized it." He was, they were working on memory, oh, yeah. uh, it's remember- mm-hmm. like, and he made up this word. And JD said it just stuck because m- rememberize, like it's it's one thing. It's a cognitive exercise to memorize something, but to remember is is different. It is, uh, it's a it's kind of like what he calls slow cooked. That when we remember something it's because day after day we've shown up you know it's like your grandma it's like that person that we visit in the and I think he even uses this example um we show up in the memory care place and the person has forgotten a lot of things about their life but as soon as a song comes, they remember the song or, you know, the tune, I think, I think, he, I think he talked about his grandmother um, and how she, if he started saying the Lord's prayer, the apostles creed or singing Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus that because she had been in church every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, after Sunday and spoken those words that they were slow-cooked into her memory in a way that was more active than just, you know, the words. So I wonder if for us,
1: as we are invited to remember God's words in our lives, especially in those moments when we doubt, that it's also calling us to some kind of action. Mm -hmm. And in the same manner that God acts on our behalf in his faithfulness and justice and grace, that our response, the most appropriate response is to trust and obey. So God says, go, you go. God says, let go, you let go. God says, wait, you wait. There's an active way of remembering that.
0: So that's, would you say that's Abraham's, the remembering is more about his action, I think he had to be reminded
1: a couple of times. I think, and you look at Exodus um, Genesis 15, and and God reminds him. He says, "Fear not, Abram. I am your shield, and your reward shall be very great." Oh. And I think at that point, I think Abraham's got to be like, "You got to be kidding me." Like every, with every day that goes by, with every month that went by and a year, it's got to be, did God forget? Right. And he's like, no, but I don't need you to remember. <laughs> I need you to remember me, who I am, what I do. And, you know, Abraham has this, this conversation. He says, behold, you have given me no offspring and no one from my, Household will be my heir, right? Like, what in the world? How is this a great nation? How am I even a dad, a father? And, and I think God continues to just say, "I will protect you. I will provide for you." There is a responsibility on our, a burden on us, to remember what God has said, and then wait. And that's really difficult, especially in our society. We want everything now, and for us, and for our benefit, and our comfort because I, I think of everything that Abraham was willing to lay down mm. along the way, over and over. Mm. That I trust you more than I trust this stuff. Mm. I trust you more than the promise itself.
0: Yeah, that God will act. God, And that's at the heart of what we talked about with God Remember, In fact, I looked, I looked it up. Zechariah, um, I was looking some things up about remembering. Zechariah is the... John the Baptist's father Luke one records both that Zechariah's name actually means um, God remembered, hmm. and he's the one, you know. And Mary said he has remembered his servant. You know he has remembered uh, God's. God will act. God will never fail to do what he promises to do, but it will not always be on our timeline. Um, you talked a little bit about the disciples after the resurrection, yeah. and how you know I've always wondered like, did they like, were they listening when Jesus was predicting all these things? Well, I think it's just so foreign. I think they heard it because they some of them don't. Everybody act wrote like it. it down <laughs> in their Palm Pilot,
1: <laughs> you know, on their scroll. Oh, there it
0: is. Yeah, he did say this
1: two years ago. <laughs>
0: They seem, it, it doesn't immediately hit, hit them after the resurrection. They're not, what do they, even it says some believed.
1: So, so in, in Matthew 28, mm-hmm. when you go see, when you go read the Great Commission, usually we jump right to the good part. And we jump in to say, and Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And we use that. We're, usually we even shorten that. We just said go and make therefore and go make disciples. Yeah. We don't share the whole thing, which is powerful. But the verses before that, I think, are fascinating because this is after the resurrection, before the ascension, he's with his disciples, they've seen him, you've had, I think if you put the timeline, Thomas has already felt Jesus, you know, and, and he's like, I want to see your wounds, right, you know, and Jesus was like, I'll show you a wound, and I'll give you a wound, but he wasn't, (laughs) he was graceful, got to him and said, feel it, here it is, but verse 16, right before the Great Commission, says the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And then verse 17 caught my attention. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. You're like, that's awesome. And here's this phrase, but some doubted. Mm. It wasn't just Thomas that doubted. And what I love about it is that in the midst of worshipers and doubters, Jesus calls, invites, and commissions them and sends them to go out. And I think that's us, the church that we are a group of doubters and worshipers. In our best moments, we believe and we worship. And in our worst, we doubt because we've been waiting. We're unsure. We're looking at things, and yet he sends them out in power and authority. And I, th- that's why I think even the last phrase in the commission makes a little bit more sense to me. And behold, I am with you always. This assurance. Mm-hmm. The assurance is given to the doubters. The worshipers, like, yeah, I know. You know, but when you're not sure, you need to be reassured. And I think that's what Christ does. And he wasn't, I think sometimes we would like to say, hey, okay, uh, six of you worshipers over here. I need the other five over here, you doubters. I'm going to commission them and we're going to have a little talk, okay? Doubters, he does it. Because I think doubt is part of our journey with Christ. And not to be afraid of that, to press
0: into it. They showed up. Even the doubters are there. Yeah, I'm there. Right? It says something about <laughs> it, right? I mean, like, there's this level of, like, I, I'm doubting, but I'm still showing up. Yeah, I think it's 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 powerful to think
1: that God still wants to use me.
0: Yeah, and, and I think, are you saying that, you know, there are certain people that are doubters and certain people that are believers, or are you saying there's... A bit of both of those characters in in all of us. I think there's a mixture in all of us. Yeah, that's important distinction because otherwise it's like, how do I get across the line over there?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. And I, and I think the graves that we're talking about stepping out of. I wish it was once and for all. Right. But I think there's a pattern that we see in Scripture that we must descend in order to ascend. There's things in our lives that's almost a pattern of life that things must continually die so that new things can be born. And I think that's the same thing as stepping out. There's not just one wilderness that we cross. There's all these different wildernesses. Oh, wilderness, I, I don't <laughs> know how to say the plural of wildernesses. But I think that's part of life, that we go in and out of these seasons. We come in and out of these graves. Sometimes in our worst moments and the way we cope, it we go right back to the grave we just walked right. out of. But I think it's almost like the people of Israel that at times it says Pharaoh and his army have been wiped out in that body of water. There is no Egypt to go back to. They're in disarray. That which held you captive will not any longer. They can't because it has been defeated. And that's what Christ does on the cross to say, you know what? I will continue to live into this resurrected
0: life. It's a slow, lifelong process of, and the more you walk, the more you recognize the graves. It may be. And yeah. you're able to get out, you know, to identify them and say, no, not today, I'm not staying there, I'm walking out, I'm gonna live over here. But I think all of these that were commissioned um,
1: grew in their faith mm-hmm. along the way. And yeah. they were used powerfully. Yeah. And I think that's part of God's Which still wasn't uses comfortable.
0: Us. It wasn't, it's not about their comfort or their security. Yeah, upwardly, they weren't upward, upwardly mobile. <laughs> in all the worldly kind of ways, they were, you know, descended into greatness in but the kingdom.
1: Yeah. And that's the, the way up is down.
0: Yep. So we're going to continue this journey. Uh, and maybe the encouragement for all, us all is to bring our doubts, to bring our fears or our questions and show up. And maybe God has something to say to us through the rest of this series. Thanks for talking. Yeah, absolutely. Chatting with me today for the conversation.
1: Yeah, I would, leave, I would leave listeners with one last thing to not be afraid of the questions that come out, of yeah. the doubts, to press into them, share them with others, share them with God, because that's the way we learn. That's the way we grow. We may not have all the answers like Abraham did. He didn't have them all. But I think we can reach a place to say, you know what, I don't have to hide right in this. And that God brings the assurance that he needs, remembering him in the manner that he remembers us.
0: Yeah. Remember to tune in next week. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. All right.